Hey, what's up everybody? My name's MJ and you're listening to the MTG in Quarantine podcast where our slogan is EDH, community, now and always. Before we begin, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my local game store, Guardian Games. You can find Guardian Games on the web at ggportland.com. Before we get started, I'd like to give a huge shout out and thank you to all the awesome people who support me over at patreon.com slash quarantine. So a huge thank you to Mr. Big Benz, Anomaly, Draco Lucian, Nick S, Infamous Fridge, Frugal Brutal, Jen of the Filthy MTG Casuals, Coach j and Geek Beardly for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash quarantine for more information. And if you haven't heard already, you can buy your very own MTG in quarantine branded playmat over at, at Inked Gaming. That's I-N-K-E-D gaming.com. Wimp, wimp. There's two awesome color options to get, either the full color logo option or the grayscale version. They both look really cool. So remember to go over to InkedGaming.com, and that's I-N-K-E-D-Gaming.com. Search for MTG in Quarantine, and make sure you support the channel by buying one for you and for your friends. All the links are available in the description to this episode. Today's episode of the podcast is going to be another in the Lightning Build series, where I bring amazing members of the MTG community on to talk, to try to build a deck shell concept out of a commander that they have no idea they're going to have to deal with ahead of time before I hit record. So, today's guest in the hot seat is a returning guest, a reintroducing Dre, Drew, aka Beyond the Machina. Welcome back. Hey, how's it going? Going all right, but uh, before I begin here, Drew, uh, can you give a quick shout out to the work that you do in the MTG sphere? Yeah, no problem. Uh, hi, I'm Beyond the Machina. I've been on this a handful of other times before. I make Magic Gathering inspired playmats, proxies, and other sort of stuff. Uh, sort of stuff. Uh, recently, I started doing shirts. Uh, you can find my stuff on Gaming as well. Uh, recently, uh, depending upon when you're listening to this, uh, I should now have Pride Month. Uh, versions of my infamous Did You Know Salt playmat available. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all the main colors and such, along with a bevy of new designs. And, uh, yeah, recently I've started getting into article writing and other assorted projects. And, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Beyond the Machina, only there's no E in the the. And I do not sell proxies. All right. Very cool. Very cool. So just to review the rules here before I get you started on this challenge here, again, I've curated a list of commanders and leg- legendary creatures from throughout Magic's history who I personally feel don't necessarily lend themselves to one exact way to build them. I feel like they're very open to interpretation, and I really like doing that because then my guests have a lot of creative freedom to really get to build something around a commander that a lot of people have probably never heard of, or if they have hear about that commander built in a very different way from the way that they're used to so if we're ready i'm gonna get us started so uh yeah before (laughs) i I think we should preface this so i while the other lightning rounds are like oh this is kind of a weird commander this is i should be prefaced with uh, mj was specifically saying oh no this is horrible oh (laughs) i don't know what you're going to do this with this so this is going to be a challenge lightning round Oh, yeah, this is totally going to be an interesting one, because again, uh, before the show here, Drew, uh, you and I were talking about uh, your favorite colors in Magic, and 
uh, trying to come up with a really good match for this one specifically. And you mentioned that uh, Mono Green isn't necessarily your favorite because you feel like a lot of the commanders there uh, really do a lot of the same exact things. So I, I have not chosen a Mono Green commander as per your instructions, but that doesn't mean that I can stop uh, from having selected your commander match for the day. And All without right. further ado, let's get us started. Your commander today is... You've seen him back in New Capenna. You are getting Urabrask the Hidden. Urabrask Ooh. the Hidden is a 4-4 legendary Praetor costing 3 red red and says creatures you control have haste and creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. And go. I have the perfect idea for this because Urabrask is actually a commander I've thought about building before. And this is going to go off of a magic archetype I don't feel gets enough attention nor enough love, and that is Mono Red Stacks. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah, I actually have a Mono Red Stacks myself, albeit it's not Urabrask, just because, like, I don't own an Urabrask, because Urabrask is a bit pricey for my blood, uh, which is more than, like, a buck. But, uh, I have a lot of ideas for this. Uh, let me uh, build up my Moxwell desk real quickly. Or a brass. Uh, the hidden, correct? Or mm -hmm. the hidden, yeah. Yeah, Urbrask the Hidden, not the new uh, Streets of New Capenna one, the, the original OG one uh, back from New Phyrexia. All right, so going off of Mono Red Stacks, uh, first off, I want, let me pull up my little uh, deck here, and I'll, I'll pull out some of my favorite stacks pieces that we will toss in. Uh, I know one for starters is uh, Smoke, which pretty much says each it's red, red. Each player can only untap one creature during his or her untap phase. So oh, with us, brutal. With us tapping down our opponent's things with Aerobrask and giving our stuff haste, we're just going to limit their stuff to an absolute crawl. <laughs> oh, no. What have I done on this show? <laughs> I'm joking. It sounds awesome, actually. Uh, uh, so another card I... I Let's go with the top stuff first. So let's do crawl space. So that means uh, crawl space is, I believe, three colorless or three generic. No more than two creatures can attack in each combat. So not just these that are stuff entering tap, it's entering tap and cannot untap. And only some can attack. Now, we don't want our opponents playing creatures that. We, we don't want them to play, or that, you know, we, we can't see ahead of time. So uh, I'm going to put in one of my favorite mono red cards of all time, and that's Possibility Storm. Oh, is... no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Possibility Storm is uh, three red red. Or three red red. Yeah, three red. Yeah, okay, I thought I added a red there. It says, whenever a player casts a spell from their hand, that player exiles it, then exiles cards from the top of their library, until they exile a card that shares a card type with it. That player may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then they put all cards XL possibilities are on the bottom of their library in random order. So that's pretty good. I like that card. That card also pairs well with another card I think we should put with this deck, and that is the infamous 3-Ball, a.k.a. Frenosphere. Uh, which is 3-generic, uh, and it says uh, all spells cost 3. 
are, as long as it's untapped, each spell that will cost less than three mana to cost three. Boss costs less than three mana to cast, costs three mana to cast. Yep. So, more or less, it's just like, you have to pay three. So that's pretty good. We, we like that. We, we're more just slowing our opponents to a crawl, and all of us, all of our stuff has haste. Which, thinking of which, we want some creatures with haste. We'll go back to the stacks and stuff in a minute, but we need stuff with haste. So what's good with haste? A Holly. Ah, I love a Tolly. A Tolly is very cool. Not quite my favorite card. I feel like maybe a Tolly is a little bit basic, but a Tolly is uh, four red red. Uh, it is a legendary creature elven dinosaur with whenever a Tolly Prambles from attack. Exile the top card of each player's library. Then you may cast them without paying their mana cost. Sure, three ball might get in the way, but you're also exiling them. Who cares if you get to play them or not? They're gone. They don't need them. So that's 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 pretty good at it. Uh, hmm. I think there's some other really good cards to this. That's pretty solid. Ah, here's one. Here's one I'm very fond of. Uh, War's Hold. Whenever an opponent, it is three and a red. It is whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, tap all lands that player controls. And if a creature an opponent controls attacks, all creatures that opponent controls attack if able. So even if they have creatures, they have to attack with all of it. Sure, crawl space might get in the way, but um, it gets in the way. That's fine. Who cares? Their stuff is tapped. They don't need their stuff. This deck is all about resource denial. Whilst at the cost of just speeding up our resources to an absolutely loony degree. And I adore it. It is very cool. Ah, here's another one I really like. Uh, just in case, you know, if Urabras gets removed, because I, I feel removal should be ran more in Commander, uh, it's really hard to come across enchantment removal in Commander. There should be more of it, but there unfortunately isn't. So we want Uphill Battle, because we want to make this an Uphill Battle, of course. Which, for two and a red, it is an enchantment that says, Creatures, your opponent, play, come into play, tap. Which... You know what, that's just cool stuff. Uh, I like it. Yeah, it's a nice backup effect, especially if Urbrask hasn't hit the battlefield or, again, gets removed. Now, what sort of power level are we building here? Because, like, we've built pretty controlling. We've built pretty stacks. We haven't built this really oppressive yet. I mean, How? I mean, it's up to you. I, I give you full discretion to, to figure that out for yourself. All right, well, then, uh, I'm putting in one of my favorite mono-red game enders, and that is Kiki Jiki uh, Mirror Breaker. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we have to win somehow. Other than just, like, lockdown. And then we'll put Zealous Conscripts in, because it's funny. Yep, g getting the Conscripts-Kiki combo, I like it, yeah. And then there's another one that does similar that's a pirate. I think it's Port Razor? Let me check. Uh... If not, I think Port Razor is also a good card. Yeah, something like that. I'm I'm really showing my inability to understand Kiki combo lines. Uh, that one's about Port combat Razor. damage to a player again, extra combat phase. Um, um, I don't. No, I don't think that fine. one is it. Yeah, it's not it. I mean, fine. Though that okay. is a really cool, uh, really cool ability right there. To be able to get an extra yeah. combat step. You could always use that in this deck, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So let me put it in. Why not? <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, good, it's good with haste. Worst case scenario, we'll drop it out later. 
Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and an extra guaranteed effectively combat step every turn could help you uh, get through get through with damage to, to kill your opponents. So that's certainly uh, not to be overlooked. Yeah. If, if you can get the five mana, I mean, since it is a four or four, it's not, not bad stats. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we'll go to Skyfall Advanced Search, Game Control, Search Mono Red. Oh, God, there's 261 cards. Uh, you know, this should be fine. We'll find it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so so actually, while you're uh, searching there, I'll just keep talking about Port Razor. So Port Razor is a 4-4 Orc Pirate costing 3 Red Red. Reads, whenever Port Razor deals combat damage to a player, untap each creature you control. After this combat phase, there is an additional combat phase. So kind of the, the Godo line of text here, sort of. Um... But also, Port Razor can't attack a player. It has already attacked this turn. So if you really think about it, you could easily get three extra combats just off Port Razor itself, which, you know, if you're using Atali, if you're using various other very large red creatures, you know, that's a hideous amount of damage. And then if you used an extra combat spell or something, maybe later, yeah, this gets really busted really quickly if you can find the right shell, especially when all your creatures are all your opponent's creatures, sorry, are tapped down due to Urbrask or one of the other similar effects. So, very interesting, nice little combat finisher here uh, if you're looking for that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, well, that's happening. Uh, so, we have the general list up. I also confirm, I'm also looking for some of my stuff while Scryfar loaded. Uh, trying to think. I have some other notable fun cards here. To use fun in a very particular sort of way. Uh, that's Neheb the Eternal and Hellkite Sirens. I both like those a lot. Mm hmm. Neheb the Eternal. That's $20. Holy cow. Huh. Yeah, very very expensive these days, but there, there's a reason why Neheb is so expensive these days. It's just really good. Yeah. I, I, I have, like, including a foil one somewhere or the other. Alright, so game control. So, a crown horse is cute. We don't want that one. Archetype of aggression is nice. Yeah, we'll put that in. We'll, we'll get rid of trample. Mm hmm. Archetype of aggression. And like, like, a lot of these, like, if we don't like them, we can type them out later. I mean, we can, like, remove them later. It's, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's just cool. Yeah. Uh, Battlefire Goblin's cute, but not really for me. That's not an actually real card, that's a arena card that we cannot use here. Also, yep. uh, one, one gen, well, I was talking about removal earlier, and I think it should be ran more in both casual and higher in com uh, commander. This is a high end commander. Uh, is a braid. Just a good utility spell that for one in red that says a braid deals three damage to a target creature. And also, it, it can choose one. It's 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 modal. Uh, you can either deal three damage to a target creature or you can destroy target artifact. So that could help us out some. Mm -hmm. Definitely a CDH. I don't want to necessarily call it a staple, but something you'll see in a lot of lists because it has that modality. Obviously, Red is really good at doing both of those things, dealing direct damage to a creature and destroying artifacts specifically, and being able to slap both of those on a card, a decently costed card with instant speed ability is definitely a nice thing to have. I wouldn't say you'd just want the one, but it's definitely nice to have that uh, as part of the removal suite. Yeah, and thinking of 
uh, and sometimes you CDH thing, but not always. Uh, let's put in Dualcaster Mage, Twin Flame, and um, the other one, Each Shimmer. Mm-hmm. Or our, we are, our creatures already have haste, so this just makes things a little bit easier for us. Uh, it, sure, the spells give them haste as well, but you know, sometimes you know, sometimes we want to get that real big stuff in later. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of legendary creatures in this deck, so let's put in a mirror box. Okay, I I was gonna say it made sense uh, that if you're trying to copy all your legendary spells, you'd want to make sure they don't just die due to legendary rules. So that makes perfect sense. And uh, we'll put mirror gallery in for good measure. This will have some like higher end stuff, but also you know what? We don't want this to be like too uh you know oppressive. Uh. You control a turn creature, opponent controls an turn creature. No, that's captivating crew. That's not the one we want, but it's, it's cute. I mean, if you look at uh, EDH rec, Port Razor does work well with Kiki Jiki, so um, that is that is something. It might be Port Razor that I'm thinking combos with Kiki. Must be, must be. Because I'm not really finding anything else that, uh, that you know, is, is a two card combo anyway. Yeah. Oh well. Oh now we know. So another one of my favorite uh, mono red stacks cards, the one that I I, I don't personally own, but I, I I would like to someday is I believe one of the Chandras that has an uptick that gives your opponent an emblem that deals one to them each turn. And while that singular spell is not great in Commander, it can be really really annoying and mm-hmm. dangerous for players who don't really realize their life is a resource. Or they realize their life is a resource and they push it to the limit without... They, they're overly greedy. Chandra yeah, for sure. Awakened Inferno. Yep, uh, the one from M20, red, yeah. Yeah, it's four red-red, uh, Chandra. This spell can't be countered. Plus two. Each opponent gets an emblem with, at the beginning of your upkeep, but this emblem deals one damage to you. Oh, so it's each opponent. So that's way better. Cool. Uh, and also the Nake 3 is it deals 3 damage to each non-elemental creature. Eh, it's a situational board wipe. And then the negative X, uh, Chandra Awakened Inferno deals X damage to our creature and Planeswalker. If a permanent deals damage, this is dealt damage this way with die, exile it. So, I mean, that's pretty cute. Chandra Awakened Inferno. Sweet. Uh, we need some ramp in this deck, so let's put in an entire mirror. And you draw an Arc of Life. Ring just because it's a commander deck. And while it's not everyone needs to use Soul Ring, we have possibilities from in here, and we can play a Soul Ring into a Trinosphere, which is hilarious. Like, objectively, just funny. Uh, let's do some other stuff. Let's use our old tool EDH Rec. Whilst not a huge fan of some of their editors, I do appreciate uh, their website. Oh, these two cards in my own collection that I, I, I think are cute. And that's Price of Glory, which is two in a red. It's whenever a player taps a land for mana during another player's turn, destroy that land. 
it's not mass land destruction if it happens very slowly. That's, that's really cool. And then Citadel of Pain, which is also two in red, it's at the end of each player's turn. Citadel of Pain deals X damage to that player where X is the number of untapped lands they control. So you got some uh, weird little like burn type effects in there as well to try to get those extra points of damage in. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we want to go... Let's see what they have for Urbrass. We, we have a lot of stuff that wouldn't be in your usual Urbrass deck. Uh, so it's not just copy-pasting from whatever pops up in EDH. No, of course not. I mean, th that's not the point of this whole series, is it? It's to try to make you think about what you'd want in your deck, not what the collective internet thinks. Exactly. So I, I, I've already established I have a plan here, and I have, a, I have an idea of where we're going. I might pick up a few of the things here or there, but at the end of the day, we have a plan. Now, let's see some interesting stuff that pops up. I think the curve on our deck is a little bit too high, but that's not awful. So, are we going to have a whole lot of creatures enter? That's a good question. Hmm. So, it would be cool if we had Helm of the Host, but... Hmm. Could choose Helm of the Host out, potentially. I like that. We might as well put uh, Mycosynth Lattice and Vandal Blast in. Since we already have um, Hellkite Tyrant. And Vandal Blast is a card. So. That's pretty cool. Does it have oh, that does not. Alright, so Dragon Master Outcast is pretty good. Uh, one drop that gives us when we have six or more lands a uh, five five dragon. That's just you know it, it's annoying ping damage that'll happen over and over and over and over again. So it's always good to see. Like to know about that. Uh, Chaos warp is just good removal, which we just need to run more of. So would you say uh, that there are any, uh, like, uh, key cards that you feel would need to go in this deck? Because I feel like we've really fleshed out exactly what the deck is trying to do and some of the win conditions. Um, I think the key cards for it would just be the primary stacks pieces. So stuff that would punish opponents for having creatures or playing creatures, or really just playing in general. I think uh, the main key stuff for us, probably, would most likely be Uphill Battle, because it's just a, a, a repeated effect for Urbrass. Mm -hmm. uh, smoke, because that means that they can't untap their creatures already tapped, and War's Toll, which is, if they would, if I mean, it has another clause with lands, but the clause that's important to us is, if a creature an opponent controls attacks, all creatures that opponent controls attack if able. So it's if they play a creature, it's gonna enter tapped. Once it does untap, if you attack with it, it taps. And if you try to untap any other creatures, they'll tap. Yeah, so you definitely have that kind of winter orb type effect as well. Oh, that'd, that'd be an excellent. 
That'd be an excellent card to add. Yeah, it, it definitely would be, because that definitely forces your opponent's stuff to... A lot of the different orb cards do different things, but having some of those would, would definitely fit in the theme of this deck. Hmm. This is a deck you maybe will play once, and then your friends will get really pissed off at you, and they'll wait a little bit. Well, and then you'll just do it again. hey, you can't blame me. I was just the one to facilitate this monster of a construction. You built it. You're right, and I regret <laughs> nothing. Oh, uh, it's hard to raise board, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'm trying to find some uh, enchantments that are enchantments and artifacts because that, that's probably what we'll be doing a lot of because they don't get removed often and no one knows like what to do with them. They might pack removal, but at the end of the day, it's probably not enough removal. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, the way I'm looking at it, because I, I think we pretty much have a really good deck concept here. I think it's just, you know, find some cards out there that are going to help you ramp, help you get your colors, and, you know, just make sure that you keep your stuff safe from being blown up. You know, things to keep your combo pieces online, things to keep Urbrask around. You're probably going to want your boots, your greaves for that. Um, just, you know, generally things that keep your commander around, keep your strategy around. If, what happens if someone blows all your stuff up? Well, you want to make sure you have a second or third effect to make sure that you can keep the game plan going. Your cre opponent's creatures don't untap. So, you know, it just seems like you're just going to be stacks out the board and you're going to just keep kind of digging, digging, digging until you find exactly what you need and then hopefully your opponents can't stop you. And that yep. seems like the meat to me. Yep. Uh... Also, Tipple's Trickery is a good uh, mono-red control spell because you can counter your spells and get stuff. Yep, just got banned in Explorer from what I heard, so yeah. Uh, forgot Explorer was a thing. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it, de it definitely is. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's the gist of the deck. It, it needs some fleshing out. Sure. And it, it could probably use some tinkering, uh, of course, if, if you're not necessarily comfortable running that much Staxi effects in your deck, that, that's understandable and fine. Uh, I think um, Stax really isn't that bad. It gets a bad reputation, but it's not really that bad. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, think that this deck can scale pretty well. Um, if, if, if you are trying to run very, very tight lines, especially with your Stax pieces, you can. I, again, I, I think it's just important to remember that, you know, stacks is definitely not everyone's friend, and you're going to want to make sure that you talk to your playgroup ahead of time about that. But if you just want to kind of just lean into making sure your opponents are kind of getting uh, fogged in a way, that works too. Yeah, and like the other thing is you can take out stuff like the orbs and Trinisphere, and you can have sort of legendary tribal as a sub-theme. And you can have stuff like Mirror Box, Mirror Gallery, and Helm of the Host. To sort of like, oh, so not just are you getting a bunch of really cute legendary creatures, you're copying them. Which, cool, they already have haste, now you have a ton of them. Mm -hmm. And I, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Goto again with Helm of the Host, just, you know, just because, because reasons. Yeah, exactly. So now we have a bunch of compact wing cons. We got Goto, we got Kiki Kiki. You've got uh, uh, the Port Razor if you just want to swing in for a whole bunch of damage. Urbrask will help all of your giant creatures if you just want to go with large beaters and Mono Red, which Mono Red does have a lot of options. Yeah. And 
Then we have some stuff that is like as a backup win con. We have dual caster mage and shimmer twin flame, mm-hmm. which is it's cute. It's cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty solid thing. Uh, I think maybe uh, it could use a little bit more protection. Sure. Uh, maybe it could use maybe a little bit more ramp, just so that we can get our control pieces out faster. So extra planner lens, if you have the budget for it, or if your playgroup allows it, because I know a lot of playgroups don't like that one. Um, and you could also use Gauntlet of Power. Gauntlet of Power is a really cute one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cheap. Even just any of, like, the red ritual effects, too. Uh, Desperate Ritual, uh, Plunge into Darkness, or, wait, that's not the right, Infernal Plunge, there we go. There, Um, Infernal Plunge. I knew knew it sounded wrong as soon as I said it, but yes, Infernal Plunge, things like that, to to try to ramp yourself up to to the right amount of mana you need to get the party started. Yeah, and there's, there's a lot of other, like, I think Mono Red Stacked is a... Uh, model red control, not not even just saying facts. Model red control is a way of playing mono red that not a lot of people think of. Y- yes, in modern there's like blue moon and blood moon decks, which are very cool, but blood moon's not great in commander. I feel. I mean, it's good in some metas. It's worse in other ones. Uh, I feel with this general higher power, not quite CDH, but higher power that. Um, Blood Moon's maybe not great. It's cool, but not great. Um, but yeah, you, you can do a lot of stuff with Mono Red Control. And like, we can pivot pretty well, or we can... It, it has a lot of room to grow and change. Yep, sounds good. All right, so everybody out there, you just heard how you could build a Urbrask the Hidden commander deck in for mono red control or mono red stacks all right thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today about this and build yeah, this deck gladly. thank you yeah all right and again before i let you go uh where can the listeners out there find your find your work out there on the internet uh so i have a link to me which i believe is link pr.ee slash beyond underscore the underscore machina no underscore at the end uh, I have Twitter where it's Beyond the Machina. There's no E and the the. Uh, Ink Gaming, it's just Beyond the Machina. Uh, and a bunch of other places. Uh, mostly I, I, I use Twitter the most often, but I also have Instagram, Facebook, all those other ones. And yeah. All right, sounds good. And if you're interested in hearing any of the other lightning builds I've done on this podcast or just the entire back catalog of this podcast, you can find those on the usual podcast outlets. That is your Googles, Apple, Spotify, Player FM, Rocketcast, MTG Cast, Overcast, CastBox, and a million other. I never remember all of them. But if it's a major podcast outlet, odds are you can probably find my stuff on there. And you can find me on Twitter at, at MTG in quarantine. I'd like to utilize this opportunity to give another huge shout-out and thank you to all the awesome people who've supported me over at patreon.com slash Quarantine. So another huge thank you to Mr. Big Benz, Anomaly, Draco Lucian, Nick S., Infamous Fridge, Frugal Brutal, Jenna the Filthy MTG Casuals, Coach J-Ro, and Geek Beardly for supporting the show. If you'd like to help support the show and help me make more awesome content, head on over to patreon.com slash Quarantine for more information. And I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the MTG in Quarantine podcast. My name is MJ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.